welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 41 of Up and Down Golf Podcast with your host Slim, my co-host Benny. Benny, what's going on? Not too much, dude. Weekend full of sports. So I was just kind of kicking it, watching most of it. And uh, yeah, not too, too eventful. What about you? I know you were on a bit of a bender. Buddy, I have no voice. I've had no voice for a week. It feels like I'm yelling. It feels like I'm, f- I'm from fucking Boston or something. <laughs> He's always yelling and shit. You're no. the Boston wave. The Boston wave. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, Vegas was good. It was a long time. I know everyone's like, oh, my God, why were you even there for a week? Well, dude, I was there for a week. Like, relax. Like, it happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't like I stayed for three days and, like, lost a thousand of dollars. I had to get win it back, so I kept staying. I kept saying, no, no, no. I had a golf tournament, two-day golf tournament. How are you? Air Canada Golf. Thank you very much for having us. And then obviously, you're going to stay to watch a Raiders fan. I'm a diehard Raiders fan. Yeah. They played in Vegas. What a gong show that was. Wasn't even <laughs> close. I'll, I'll just say a couple things. Wasn't even close to the vibe as what it was in Oakland. So, yeah, the the there's so many Colts fans there, <laughs> and they shit the bed. That's three in a row. Three in yeah. a row. That's it. That, that's a tough soak. But don't worry, don't worry. Josh Daniels is doing quote unquote fantastic. <laughs> Fucking joke. But yeah, no Vegas was good. Golf terms was good. Golf terms was funny, dude. My my handicap went up three points when I was there, dude. It's just no. Did not play that great. The other thing that killed me too is that the tournaments that we were in, we um they played from like fifty nine hundred yards. So like I went in like having to shoot basically even par or better to like maintain a cat. And I was like yeah, 78, 79, 77. And we've and talked I, about that before, how like the yardage really doesn't change how much you score. So it just changes, yeah. it makes it theoretically easier, which kind of fucks your cap. Because like some of the things too, like, you know, a couple of the greens I tried to go for, I hit it a play. And it was all hazard kind of around the area. So I'd, I'd get up and down for par, but I'd lose a shot on the field. But what am I going to mm-hmm. do? Like, some of them were, like, downhill. Like, I want to get you hit, like, a fucking six iron. And then hit, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Vegas dude gambling. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, that's just not fun. And then even when you hit a bad six iron, it feels way worse than hitting any other bad way, shot off the tee. Way worse, way worse. But it was funny. The first night they had this auction. So we had the, it was called the horse race the first day. So basically like a Calcutta. I don't know mm-hmm. why they call it the horses, but basically there's eight horses. So when you signed up. If you wanted to partake in the horse event, you had to say you did. So I, I was in it. There were six other guys. So they got this mic, dude. This mic, you couldn't hear anything. It was like a huge boardroom. They couldn't hear anything. So Slim says, you know what? I'm in a few. It was open bar. So I'm a few in already. Second day in Vegas. I was like, dude, I'll just start yelling. So I'm yelling like, 50 bucks this guy. Do I hear 60? Do I hear 60? I hear 60. Do I hear 75? <laughs> 75. There's... And I was going off on these guys. Anyways, the guy that ended up winning, he's like an eight. He's like a nine handicap. He dropped to like a six and he's won it like apparently five times. So I'm yelling, he won it five times. He's a sandbagger. He's, he's kind of, he's a sandbagger. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, sure enough, he ends up beating me and, and he wins. He shot 78. I shot 78. And obviously he had an extra five shots on me. So he fucking yeah. smoked me, but just, it was, it was pretty funny. Like this is an air can of pilot. So like you're only supposed to be at the tournament with, if you're an air can of pilot mm-hmm. and there's some random dude just yelling, just yelling, hey, you want him for this much? You want him for this much? <laughs> I was like, dude, shut the hell up, man. <laughs> but that's no, fucked. But yeah, sounds like a good time, time though. Yeah, yeah the, and the golf was good out there, man. Like it's, I like it out there. It's desert golf, right? So you can spray the ball a little bit and still stay in play. Have you played uh, in Arizona? Like, would you say it's similar? Uh yeah, I would. Where I played it, it yeah. was very similar. Yeah, yeah, very, True. very like when you miss the fairway, it's all obviously like desert, right? Yeah, and then. One of the, it's funny they had thirty six holes of the course we played. We played the uh, Rivera Club, um, and the one side was uh, Bermuda, so it was dormant. So all the rough was like basically burnt dead. 
Yeah. And then the, the other stuff was, I forget the grass, but it was more green. So it was two, two different style of courses. Pretty fun to do a two day, two different courses. It was, it was cool. Yeah. But, but yeah, very That's similar solid. to Arizona. Dude, out there, golf is unreal. Like, I love playing golf out there. Hitting to the backdrop of the mountains. Like, oh, yeah. it just, it's just a different vibe. I feel like I know we see on like Mac Boucher's videos and shit. You know how when he's playing in the mountains or like a desert, you feel like you can like, it's like a nature tracer. Like, you can just see the yeah. ball. Like, yeah. do you find that's kind of what it's like? Like, you kind of have a so, background in the ball. You can see it so easily. Where I found it, honestly, to be, like, the most like that is out west in, in Ontario, dude. Like, playing Jasper Park, Silvertip, like, those courses, man. Because out I just feel like the mountains Ontario, are... you said? Yeah. Or Canada. Western Ontario. Oh, shit. No, Western Canada. <laughs> I was Sorry. like, Western like, Ontario? No, Canmore. Dude. <laughs> you didn't know the Rockies moved in? <laughs> the earth plates have shifted. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, okay, yeah, the uh, like Canmore Silver Tips a nice course out there, but I feel like the 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 mountains are closer. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, so you actually see your ball, dude. It that is one of the coolest feelings ever. I know. I want to like. I keep seeing it on Instagram and shit. Like that looks unreal. And, and like, it looks like it makes the golf a hundred times better. And it sounds better too. Oh. which is weird. I don't know why that works out that way, but it sounds mm-hmm. better. It's getting me horned up. I really want to go play out there for sure. Yeah, it's expensive out there, though, dude. Yeah. Just like out out east or down like in California or not California, Arizona, Vegas. Like it's all golf out there is like stupidly expensive. Arizona's west still, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, sorry. My geography is a little mad. (laughs) Not mad, bad. And the the thing I hate about it is the drink specials. Like you plan the nice, nice, nice courses up like in like that area, those areas, or Arizona, west. They don't have any good drink specials. Even Vegas, no drinks. You, you, you go to Florida, man, you get like a cooler. You get like five for like tw- five beers for like 15 bucks. Yeah. Like that's what that's what you want to see. For sure. They're just trying to take you for every penny out in the in the nicer desert, desert spots and shit. Yeah. What, oh, one of the best beer carts, though, I've had was at Chimera oh, Golf that. Club. Rate, rate that. that. Dude, I'm going to say I, I, I gave the girl a rating. I said uh, 9.2. And it's funny because on the sign, it has an, a grade A beer cart. And my buddy's like, dude, it already has an A, but it was for health and safety. But I go, dude, that is <laughs> sick that you wheel around with that. Because, yeah, it was 9.2, man. Tons Jeez. of ice. Had the shooters. Had, dude, this beer cart lady got, like, custom-made straws. They're, like, heart-shaped straws. Kind of weird, but, like, kind of funny. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, dude. One of the best beer carts I've I've ever been, I've, I've ever attended. That sounds pretty freaking nasty. And they had, like, every drink you can imagine, probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. There wasn't a, there wasn't a slowdown of cocktails on that thing. <laughs> let me tell you that for free so nice but, but anyways let's get into this past week big week for you not in vegas but tony finau wins i think something I think, to do with vegas i guess you could say yeah yeah a little gambling there i i think you might have picked them but i'm not i'm not I'm i not did sure. yeah dude for our uh picks i guess we've been picking like two guys each week um yeah tony was one of my guys this past week so it was kind of sweet to see him pull it off and in very convincing fashion winning by four with a minus 16 total so did you know that those were the there's only two municipal courses that the PJ Tour plays, and it was that one, and I think Torrey Pines is is municipal too. It you looked like that. a municipal track. Like if you walked around with it, I'm not saying the conditions are bad, but you can just tell by like just the yeah. layout of the golf course. But yeah, he he seemed to have a commanding lead kind of Thursday or Saturday, Sunday. Like didn't really he made three bogeys down the stretch on Sunday, but didn't really like. No, didn't really give much like at all. Like there wasn't really a point in time where there was someone really threatening him. Pretty much that was the smallest lead, I think, was four for the most part. Yeah. Like he was leading by, I feel like, almost six most of the time. So 
Yeah, that was solid on the betting front for that tournament. I mean, I will mention the betting on the uh, the old UFC was kind of tough towards the end of the night. I was doing so well. Had uh, Zhang, Dan Hooker, and Dustin Poirier all winning in a parlay, as well as Izzy Adesanya. And, of course, Izzy was dominating, like, pretty much the whole fight. It was a good fight, though. And then, I don't know, maybe he got a little tentative. The other guy's a beast as well, like, just a sick striker, and he ended up fucking knocking him out TKO. So that was a tough tough pill to swallow for me. I still went Dude, okay on the What weekend, would that pay it have been? I would have been up, a, like, a couple hundred bucks at least on the on the on Saturday like, night And there. what kind of buy-in are you doing? Like, is that, like, a $5 buy-in or, like, a 25 Uh I had a few different bets. Like, so I did win a couple. Like, I picked a Zhang to win in uh, – by like submission t- everything but decision basically so i won that one i had another one where i was like just poirier and and hooker or something like that so i won a couple but this the ones that included izzy i probably had a total of maybe 20 to 40 invested and i would okay. have had like a payout of at least 200 probably profit but yeah that's all right funny funny gambling story we're talking about it we're at the uh, roulette table and this guy comes up to me and he's like he's like talking loud and he's like pointing. He goes like, he's like looking away from the table. He goes, he goes, dude, the left side of the table's hot. Like, make sure like you follow my lead, follow my lead. And he's like, yeah, you go this way. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like, are you getting spotted right now? Like, yeah. he goes, yeah. And I go, what? And then he turned on. He goes, no, no, like, you got to go over there. He goes, the left side of the table's hot. Like, make sure like you follow it. So I'm like, what the? So we turn back to the table. And sure enough, I follow him, dude. I get up like 300 bucks. Just like, like, and like not too many guys in Vegas, like, Say like, dude, follow my lead. Like, I don't even know this guy. Yeah, that's kind of so weird. I was kind of sca- my buddy was like, dude, I don't know if you should like be hanging out here too much longer. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you ever seen ca- Casino, Robert De Niro, Boys in the Back? You know, yeah. But, there's a bunch of movies like that. So anyway, so I was like, whatever, whatever. So I was winning. And I was like, to my buddy, I was like, dude, just he goes, I'm not gonna gamble. Just play a hand, dude. He puts twenty five on red, twenty three, and it hits a thousand dollar payout. Played one hand. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucked. Yeah. So yeah. he cashed out and didn't even play another hand? Cashed out. For like another round, yeah? No. That's crazy. Good I mean, you're not him. doing better than that on the roulette table. Yeah, pretty much. No. That's insane. So, yeah. Sorry to take take that over, but I thought that was a funny story. No, no. He won more money than I did, so that's yeah. pretty elite. Yeah. I'm going back to Tony. He has four wins in his last 30 tournaments. If you want to make that even better, he has three wins of his last seven starts. Yeah, dude. He's hot. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with, I think, this year. No doubt. And He'll he, be a top dog. He talked about changing. It looks like it seems about his body and like his kind of hab- like eating habits and all that. And it, he he seems to think that now he's the full package. And like he said, confidence is key, right? Like he feels now that not that he was never a bad player, but he took him like I think 187 events to win one. Now yeah. he has four in his last 30 tournaments. Like you get that kind of confidence rolling, man. You know you can play with the big boys. That's that's good. I I'll think tell that's you what. a lot of what it is. I wanted to just quickly add to that. Like, yeah. you make a good point of him actually grinding it out and having a lot of starts. He was one of those guys that, for a lot of years, was competing, looked really good, but never really could pull through on the Sunday and, like, close at a tournament. He struggled with that for a lot of years. Like, at least the past two or three before half the season last year kind of thing. But if the confidence is rolling, like, this guy's a fucking monster. So, I would, it's going to be scary to watch what he does, no doubt. His swing's sick to it. I wish I could oh, like so cool. copy it. It's just like so quick and like short. And he it's plays like a little... combination of ROMs and Furix, if that makes any sense. It's short like ROM and it has a little bit of an interesting path like Furix. Not as exaggerated oh. as either, but I mean that was a pretty good breakdown on the spot. Yeah. Do you not see what I'm saying though? I no, I do. Like... Definitely like ROMs, and I, I get what you're saying. It is kind of funky like Furix. 
Yeah, even in his practice swings, he does, like, just the short takeaways to get feel. And, like, you can see his hands are, like, going in and out. Like, it's a little bit unstructured, but I love it. It's sweet. Did, did, did You know what his real name is? Tony Finau's real name? Yeah. No. I got a couple fun facts for you about him. So his real name, and I apologize for the mispronunciation, but it's Milton Puha Finau. No way. And Puha is P-O-U-H-A. I think I pronounced that right. Milton, I would imagine, just like Milton, Ontario. Is he Hawaiian? I can't remember. No, he's from Utah. Is he? But does he have he's like, more... Hawaiian history in his family? He's, uh Polynesian. True. Should have had Maybe that. I'm wrong. I feel like I just remember. Maybe he won a tournament in Hawaii, and I just feel like he I'm definitely won a hotel. Yeah. He, yeah, he won in Hawaii because he remember he yeah. did the dance. He was doing the dance. That was yeah, after that's he, he had the Sunday at the at the Canadian Open. He, he missed right. Yeah, that's why I just can picture him wearing like the like the floral necklaces yeah. and shit. I think he won it in Hawaii. Yeah, um, he doesn't drink obviously because he is, he is Mormon. Um, he has four kids, dude. He wants five to six. He wants two more. I mean, hey, if you have the financial funds, why not, right? But six lot. Why not? Also comes from a big family. He has five brothers and three sisters. Really. Yeah, and dude, his one brother Gipper played on the Web.com tour, so he's obviously too a golfer old, too. Do you know how old he is, Gipper? Yeah. No, I didn't look that up, but I can. Uh, no, I was just curious. I was, I was wondering if maybe he was like a lot younger or a lot. Older I feel like he's older. I feel like he's older. No, fair enough. Because currently, right now, uh, yeah, before Tony, yeah, he's five years older than Tony. So true. Yeah. He never made it to the PGA. Gipper. That's a dope he, name. Gipper. Yeah. Gipper, that is that is kind of a cool name. Um also his cousin Jabari Parker plays in the NBA. So a lot of talent going around the Phenom like kind of family. I mean the tree. guys are like the guy's a specimen. So I mean if any of his family is the same like body type as him, I mean, good chance you're a pretty good athlete. That's what I was kind of laughing when you're saying he's gonna dial in like the eating and the drinking or not drinking alcohol, but just, like healthier stuff. Yeah. I was like, dude, this guy already looked like a freaking monster. Like, I don't know how much better shape he can actually be in. But yeah, I maybe. was kind of stunned by that too. But I think he just means maybe just like cleaner, like I don't cleaner, know, which could help maybe mentally and yeah. more consistent. Dude, consistency is key, man. Like, yeah, you can trick your brain to do stuff if you're consistent. And like, if you find that rhythm and consistency, dude, I think you eliminate those bad Sundays. Like, you get into yeah. rhythms where it just becomes natural. To me, ways to be more consistent. So I think it's more yeah. on that aspect than it is. Like, you know, just like eating shit to healthy. Like, I think it's just doing it more consistently, maybe yeah. eating better foods. Cause yeah, he wasn't like anything crazy. Like, you wouldn't have noticed, oh, you need to figure out your health. Right. Yeah. But, you True. know, kind of, kind of like, like you look at me, I don't look unhealthy, but I'm one <laughs> of the most unhealthy people I know. You know? Yeah. That's fair, man. That's fair. I'll get a good, good view of that. Of when we uh, buzz to Florida, I'll be able to tell. Oh, I'll buddy, rate I, your healthiness. Buddy, I got to hit, I got to go on a detox here and then. Gonna see if I can start doing the gym for like three weeks, and then. Well, you got to get go back forward. on the drinking wagon. You can't be going. You can't go cold turkey on the drinking. Like, remember, buddy. buddy don't, don't be worried. About, go back hey, on what I'm doing. Don't be worried about my drinking habits. Okay. <laughs> I drank more this past week than most people do in a in a year, and I don't mean that in a cocky way. I just mean it like yeah, this guy's sick. <laughs> I just mean it. It's. Yeah. It's just sad fact. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm, I'm straight faced right now. It's legitimately embarrassing. But. <laughs> Anyways, um, how about some new PJ Tour rules? You want to talk about this? I know you sent it to me via text or Instagram this week um, about the yeah. PJ Tour U stuff. You're pretty yeah, I mean, you're going to put me on the spot. 
a little bit of it because I didn't read like super in depth. I kind of was just reading the headline and saw that it was a lot of what we were legit talking about with, I don't know if the episode's technically there because we talked about it with uh, Sam Coons. It was on his episode. So I don't think we actually have it publicized, but technically we have recording of us talking about how they should make incentives for U sports in order to have them like want to play you sports by saying oh if you finish in the top percent or win these tournaments you have qualification for like maybe canadian tour events blah blah blah. anyway the pga tour released things saying that ncaa stuff like ncaa division one golf is going to have incentives where if you win or become uh top in certain point systems you get um eligibility for different pga tournaments so like it's pretty much what we were saying and adding that incentive but also making it just a little bit more of a small portion path uh, to try to play in PGA events, so yeah, I, mean, I don't know so if the, you read it in depth. I'd love to hear what you had to say. Yeah, the, the, like there's really not much to it more than that. Like the top college senior golfer at at the NCAA's will get a full tour card, which is pretty crazy because yeah. I don't know if it's normal for golfers to do their full four years. I don't think it is. Is it? No, I think you're. Uh, it's very hit and miss. Actually, now that you say that, like there are a couple guys that will go and do like a year or two, and then they're right out of there, but. It is so dependent on the player, but I think now that that's there, it might keep a lot more guys around longer. Well, which, and it's, it's smart too because it will help college golf, man. Exactly. It'd yeah, be like no, keeping all like the first round idea. draft picks in hockey, like to stay back a year. But the other yeah. thing that people are talking about is what defines a senior. Because, yeah, cause I guess you go there's... age or like just eligibility or year yeah. there. Like there's a lot of, especially in the States, there's a lot of tippy towing around that. Oh, yeah. And like red carding a year. Like, how does that red work? Shirting and, or yeah, yeah, red shirting or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not red carding. We're not playing soccer here. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That, was, that should have been a red card for, for that comment. Honestly. Like, two minutes of silence on the pod. Um, and they also have a path for non seniors to get through on points basis. So I think they're going to have two, basically, two spots a year. And dude, that is huge, man. Like, to not have to go and go Corn Ferry finals or Corn Ferry Q school, like, mm-hmm. You think those guys are going to take that? Like, not that they don't take NCAA seriously, but I mean, that's a huge stepping stone. We're talking a full tour card, man. Yeah, because that was a bitch for a lot of the guys. Like, they could go and pretty much win everything in college golf, and then they still have to hop out of college golf to go grind their way through yeah, all these different like. All they levels. would get is like <laughs> the top golfer would get like some amateur status. Like, amateur no, he event. well, he'd probably get like I think five to seven starts in the PGA Tour via exempt sponsor exemptions, right? But still, you put a lot of pressure on that five to seven events, mm-hmm. right? It takes a little bit of time to get your kind of belt under yourself. And then on top of that, with a full tour card, you get sponsorship. So then you get money off the hop with someone, yeah. right? Do you not think that's also really good for uh, like the early events in the year? Because you're saying how some of them only got like five to seven events in the past as like sponsorship exemptions or whatever. Now these guys are going to be coming off their senior year with, all this hype off of like being, Oh, I'm the guy who earned this essentially. And now there's that there's that early season buzz around the PGA tour of like these young guys that get to maybe be the star of the show for a little bit of weeks before the big dogs get rolling in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's cool. I agree with that. I I have a kind of side comment that do you think they should be giving more sponsor exemptions in the early part of the year to guys coming out of college or to like the, I don't want to say Ricky because he got his tour card back, but like the guys that have played on tour for a while that did well, but now just don't don't like don't have it as much, and give them the opportunity to try to get win some money back and get, and get into it. What's your take on that? Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like you could go both ways with it, but I would personally say I'd like to see the college guys, like the youngins, the guys who 
haven't really had those opportunities yet because I at least think they're going to bring a lot more entertainment and potentially a greater chance at better golf. Because if you start, I'm just saying, if you were to consider the guys who are closer to like Ricky's vibe, I know, like you said, Ricky's back, but um, guys like that, like they could get these exemptions. They're still not really in the media too much because they don't really want to be at that point because it's all for bad reasons generally. (laughs) And then they're really not guaranteed to play any better golf than what they've already been playing. So I think to get new faces in there and establish like their, their character a little bit earlier is probably ideal. Yeah. I think it, I think it's way better for the PGA tour, especially with all the live stuff to have mm-hmm. those guys come out. Hey, you get them in, you get them in early, you get them on, on the, on the tour early. So that they maybe have less chance of wanting to go to live. B, yeah. Like you said, young fire, a lot of these kids, you know, can play lights out golf. Um, and give them opportunity, man, because they only get like a year or two to, to, to most guys to try to fight it. And if they don't, they, they end up stopping playing golf. Right. And like, yeah, they fizzle out and it's not worth the expense. And if you're grinding on the PGA tour, like late in your career, at least you've made money in golf. And like, you know, you have that kind of stuff like Ricky would, wouldn't hurt if he didn't play again. You know what I mean? Before he got yeah. his tour card back, there are other guys that are obviously still grinding, but I think you give more so than benefit of the doubt to the younger guys just to mm-hmm. kind of draw more attention. Yeah, for sure. Um, Agreed. So the D, so this this kind of all goes into everything, but so Tony withdraws this week from the uh, RSM Classic. Yeah, I wonder why. Hangover. He doesn't drink. Ah, touche. Yeah, I'm just saying. I wonder why he said he's injured. I don't know if it's injured or just wants to take a break. Maybe the guy's just, you know, who knows what they say. But anyways. Now there's zero top 25 players at the RSM Classic. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big hurt for the PJ Tour. And there's seven at the DP World Tour finale in Dubai, which is so funny it's in Dubai. Like, are you kidding that me? That is pretty funny. Yeah. yeah I mean, but uh, anyways, the winner of the RSM gets 37 world ranking points, while the winner of the Dubai gets to- just 22. So now, you know, new world golf ranking formula kind of, hates limited fields so even if Liv gets the point either way it, it's crazy because there's more points like I don't know I guess it, it's is just, it that it, much more points though like is it that many more well yeah it's 22 to 37 so what's that 15 more points yeah it's I just don't like... know in the grand scheme of things like how much that matters I don't know uh, by the end of the year yeah no I mean for the top 25 players in the world I, I, I you know it's probably nothing yeah, but, so I don't know. But, yeah, it is kind of tough. But what I'm saying is I think it's weird that it, like, the World Golf Rankings associates the RSM to more points than the World, like, Dubai Tour Championship because there's better players. It should basically be based off that, not, yeah. you know what I mean? But I mean, some of the DP events, like, do just have better fields. Like, there are a couple tournaments where a lot of the Europeans would rather play in those tournaments than over in the PGA. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So year then, to, year, to right? me, they should be more world ranking points. Yeah, not, that's not I see what you're saying. Yeah, not less. Yeah, yeah. I Either guess that's way. just like a favoritism thing towards the PGA. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? Hey, eh? <laughs> but um, I mean, Tom John Rom has. We should have maybe done Gambling Corner for that event this week. Honestly, that's great. What we could do too. Yeah, I don't know if they show odds for it yet, but we could do that. John Rom, he's played in the DP World Tour Championship three times. Has first, first, and T fourth. Yeah, this guy's yeah. disgusting. Maybe not maybe not that bad of odds to uh, go after that guy. Dude, um, he's probably minus minus money somehow. Probably. Absurd. Probably. Um, with that, live offering Mondays apparently next year. So Monday mm. Qs, which will be 
dude, that will be crazy because it's not like getting into a PJ tour event and you have to earn your money. You get into a live event, you're 120 cash. That is your money. Yeah. <laughs> the Monday queue is the money. Like think of it, dude, there's guys that have got into 10, 15, you know, that pays. If you get into one Monday a year now, it pays for your year. Yeah. You can actually live as a golfer and like yeah. have a family and like have a life. It is kind of crazy. And I think it's also funny how I feel like so many of these, like these tours now are like kind of colliding slowly. Do you not feel like now, yeah. like Liv's taking a page out of the PJ book by adding like the Monday cues. That was their whole thing before. It was like, oh, you only got to play like three days. Yeah. Well, it's like now you're kind of encouraging that there's other days of golf. Yeah. And then the PGA is obviously implementing all the things they're doing. I just think it's kind of jokes out there. By the end of the day, they're going to be probably fucking identical. <laughs> Dude, they're going to, it's just going to be all different tours. It's going to be like the, the, like the soccer leagues. And they're like a hundred of those Dude, things. Dude, that's a and good then, point. Yeah. And at the end, they're just going to all play in the majors and like whoever wins, wins. <laughs> what do they call those? Like the, like the FA cup is one. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. I see what you mean. That'd yeah. be jokes. Which will be kind of cool to a certain extent. As long as they, they can all play in the majors, I really don't care. Yeah, seriously. I can deal with it right week to week, but mm -hmm. um, you want to dive into the PJ Tour app? Yeah, I just wanted to make a quick note on that. I, I saw the article today that uh, I don't know if you, um, I guess I should ask, do you use the PJ Tour app ever? Negative. Okay. I, so, I, I don't I don't even have it. Right. Okay. So I've had it for a handful of years now because like you would think, hey, that's probably a really good app to use to like track tournaments and check stats and blah, blah, blah. It's always been fucking terrible. Like you go on the score, you go on like even Google updates their leaderboards quicker and yep. better than like the app does. So which is tough. Yeah, it's it's a tough look, right? Especially when like you're, you're trying to move more towards a youthful like techie vibe, and they yep. can't figure it out. So, um, but anyway, 2023 they are making changes, and I believe they should be happening in the next few weeks as like test runs. But uh, essentially, the app's gonna update, which is huge. And uh, the look is a lot cleaner. It's going to be able to show you the live scoring so much better. Um, I think you can even, there could be some sort of like betting stuff on there where maybe it tells you live odds um, from like maybe a single sports book. So it's not super useful, but still. And then uh, also, I know when you're on the website for PGA Tour, you can kind of like track their shots and maybe like videos and a bunch of different stuff's going to be implemented basically where it's like a realistic look at like every shot or every hole. And you can fuck around on that. So, I mean, there, I'm sure there's a lot more to it, but I'm just looking forward to like a more consistent app that is useful because when it's laggy and stuff, like you don't even want to open it because it's just ridiculous. But um, I think that will be huge. And hopefully they can add some sort of like community factor to it. Maybe that gets gets everybody going a little bit like a like a chat section, like the score has or something like Ooh, that. A little chat section. You can also, um, they're going to do advanced stats on there as well. Right. Which... I'm a big stats guy, so I like I like the sounds of that. I might have to download it, but maybe I'll let you download it and let me know how it is. I already have the app. I'm just waiting for the update. So hopefully in the next Dude, two I to bet, five weeks it'll be available. I bet in the first month there's like a huge glitch with it. Probably. Yeah. But as long as I see steps, like just slowly improve. You don't need to be there all the way there by five weeks from now, but just get better. Sure. Slowly but surely. I, I'm not... I feel like apps can only get so good, though. It is really just the bug fixing and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> it's the whole lag thing and just updating at reasonable speeds. And honestly, the update of, like, the scores is huge. Yeah. Like, if you're watching it live, like, I hate the fact that, like, it's, like, 45 minutes delayed. Yeah. It's, it's like, awful. Well, I don't know why. It's the only sport in the world 
where you can pretty much never get a quick enough score update. And it's terrible when you're betting on it too and you're like not able to watch it. And you're trying to check scores and it's like three holes behind. It's like, what the fuck's the point of that? Like, how am I supposed to live bet this if I don't know what's happening right now? Yeah. Can you imagine betting that in like a basketball game? Just like it's in the it's in the it's in the fourth (laughs) quarter. You're betting off third quarter odds. Yeah. Steph Curry's now hit seven more three pointers. (laughs) Like yeah, sick. You bet the under. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. Um, All right, let's get let's get into a couple slim stats here. I, I got a couple good ones, I think. Get this: in forty-one percent of rounds, uh, a scratch player is likely to make one or fewer birdies. How nuts is that? So, in forty percent of a scratch player's rounds, they make one or fewer birdies, and no, no, no eagles, obviously. That's actually shocking. I so would they just min- they just minimize the damage. That's that's basically what that's saying. That is the key for sure. Yeah. They don't make doubles. They make a bogey here. They maybe make one. They just play consistent par golf, boring golf. Yeah, I guess. Fuck, like, maybe I should rethink the way I play. I'm like a, <laughs> at my best, I'm like maybe a birdie almost every nine, but it's like also mixing three triples. <laughs> yeah, I'm either like, like, how about erase those triples? I'm like either not, no birdies whatsoever, or I make like two or two to three normally. Like, I either get yeah. in a birdie mode or I don't. My, my big thing is take advantage of part fives because yeah. I don't make a lot of birdies on part threes and fours. I don't strike the ball well enough. So mm-hmm. part five doesn't get there in two. It's more of like an up and down, which I think is one of yeah. my better parts of the game. But um, but yeah, I thought that was crazy. I wouldn't have said 41%. I, I would have been more in like the 20 range. Yeah. But get this, dude. Nuts. This one's kind of like questions for you. But when a 10 handicap player plays their best round versus when a 10 handicap player plays their worst round, where do you think their most strokes gained are? And there's four options. So there's the tee shot, approach shot, around the green, or putting? And how many? Well, I want to say it's like tee shot is like the main thing. And how? Okay, so you think it's tee. So how many shots do you think it's better from their worst to their best that they're gaining? I think if they're hitting the ball wall off the tee, they're saving virtually like six to eight strokes. Ooh, okay. All right. All right, so... A little off, a little off, but that's good. That's good. It shows, uh, you know, you don't always look at the sheet of paper in front of you. Um, no, I'm not. I don't cheat. I know. I'm kidding. So the the biggest difference is the approach shot. And that I just is. I feel like it never changes that much. And that that's 4.14 shots per round better when they play right. from their worst, they're better. The second best one is their tee shot at 2.89 strokes better. Yeah. Their third one is their putting which is 2.75 shots better. Mm -hmm. And then they're around the greens is 2.47. I was pretty surprised it was approached, not going to lie. Yeah, like when you think about it, and this is also just so like dependent on who you play with. I guess that's why I have opinions on these things. But yeah, I feel like you're either hitting fairways and you're roughly hitting the same approach shots no matter how well you're playing because your irons, like I feel like at that stage, your irons, you're hitting pretty much the same way all the time. You're not super accurate you're not losing balls off iron shots, but you're not sticking it close to pins. So like, it's not varying that much, but I feel like off the tee, one day you could be fucking losing 12 balls off the tee. And then another day you could hit almost every fairway. And I feel like that's a big fucking help. Yeah. The definitely the stroke play. Cause you're adding strokes regardless. I would have guessed to me, it would have been putting and around the greens because mm-hmm. based off the stat with the scratch golfer, 
they only make 40, 41% of the rounds. They make one for fewer birdies. So rarely do they hit the green in one, like for a birdie opportunity, right? So you're almost guaranteed two, two approach shots technically. Mm-hmm. Like if you screw up one, right? So I would have definitely thought it was the putting of better putting and then ch- better chipping. But yeah, no, yeah, it's irons was definitely yeah. I agree. Like irons would have been the last and one. I it's almost guessed. double. Like it's well, not double, but yeah, it's four. But it is by a lot, yeah. So interesting. Yeah, that's all I got for you there. But I guess we can go into the RSM Classic, Sea Island Seaside Golf Course. Apparently, Sea Island is like next level. Like apparently. If you're a PJ Tour golfer, like all these guys have a spot there. Apparently, there's a ton really? of guys that play at a Sea Island. Yeah, Drew saw. A Where guy was there. it? Sorry, uh, it's in Georgia. It's Sea Sea Island, Georgia. It's like its own True. little island. They have like a private air, like airport, like right around the golf course, like eight minute drive. That's yeah. clutch. Yeah, apparently it's nasty. But um, who do you have this week? We're gonna put our official bets up on by Thursday, but yeah, like I'm gonna give you my rough. Like I'm just looking at three six five right now because uh, Betstamp doesn't have it up quite yet. By the way, this uh, segment is sponsored by Betstamp, although we won't be using it quite yet. Uh, we will be posting our bets using Betstamp. This is just a rough, rough idea. We'll both be giving you two picks, and uh, hopefully, thanks to the app, by the end of the week, we'll be making some more money because the boys are fucking technically up as a podcast after last week's win with uh, Tony Fina as our pick. So. Um, I'm gonna go. I have to go. Brian Harmon. What I, a blur! He's the favorite right now, but um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go with him, and then I'm gonna go with uh, my second one. I like. I think I'm gonna go with uh, Davis Riley. I think you might have had him last week, but I still think he's a nasty player, and maybe he comes around this week with a weaker field. Dude, I can't even find. Oh, there it is. Um, yeah, dude, this is awesome. Mac Hughes, that's pretty good value on him at plus 3,300 on bet 365. So he wouldn't be a bad show. Yeah, well, I actually don't mind that, dude. Because the only, like, yeah, on, on Unibet, he's, he's plus 3,500. What do you say he is on bet 365? 3,300. So Unibet is a little bit more value there. And Harmon's at plus 1,800. What's, what's he on? Three six five, same thing. Same thing. All right. Well, you'll do Harmon for now. I'm gonna go Mackey's. I'm gonna go Canadian kid. That I, I think that's actually a really good look. Or Kevin Kisner at plus five thousand. Why don't you go with those two for now? All right, I'm gonna go with those two for now. And I guess I'm we'll actually figure gonna, out. I'm gonna lock those in for now and withdraw and readjust if I need to. But I like uh, I like our guys there. Unreal. All right. Well, you got anything else for me before we wrap it up? No, dude, that's pretty much all from me. Um, that's yeah, that's really it. What about you? No, nope. I think we, I think we call it, we called an episode. Wonderful. Let me get my sleep. Let me get my voice back, and uh, we're good to go. Yeah, recover. We'll see you next week.